All right, welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and thank you for all that you do to make this podcast possible. I am Frank Goodman. And Martha. Martha, how are you doing? Yes, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing Happy great. Happy New Year. Same to you. Now, thank you. I am looking forward to this conversation because the past two conversations have been with our guest, Jared Dunbar. And, right. you know, we talked about when the gap comes. And we got a chance to listen to a younger person give us his perspective, his thought process, how other younger people view older people, our conversations, how fast they are able to go to the Internet. And it causes them to think that they already have the answers. We're coming mm-hmm. at them with answers and experience. And then we finished the second conversation with him talking about when you're too bold. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it can be, you, you can become a, afraid of being too bold. And we looked at things like, you know, biblical beliefs. Uh, we looked at just life in general. When you begin to question things that you've been doing based on tradition and beliefs, and then all of a sudden, you are stepping outside of the circle to think differently. Mm-hmm. What what things that you have you been thinking about, Martha? Oh man, you know the world has been a very complicated, difficult place since uh, the end of last year and the beginning of this year. So mm-hmm. much happening in the world. Mm-hmm. So many things that we are focused on and our attentions drawn toward. A lot of things that are outside of our ability to fix. Mm-hmm. But yet they trouble us, you know, and I've been focusing on how we are always inundated with misinformation, Mm -hmm. you know, or somebody's always trying to sway the way you think so that you will think the way they want, Mm -hmm. as opposed to you having an independent thought of your own, you know. So a lot of the things that I've been thinking about have to do with our, our people, Mm-hmm. mostly, and also where we fit in the world with all of the changes going on in the world. So we've, you've sense. kind of talked about conditioning before, and we've mm-hmm. gone through this process of talking about conditioning. And I think if I'm not misinterpreting what you're saying, it's kind of you know falling back in line with being conditioned. Um, exactly. Yeah, being conditioned Except- to think a certain way, uh, being conditioned to behave a certain way. And mm-hmm. it can come out in many different forms. It can come out through the media. It can come out through what you read. It can come out of the classroom as well. Yep. And I think sometimes I think that we're not aware it's so subtly done. Right. That we're not aware that it is conditioning. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about being able to understand how people use certain um, certain features that you have, like divide and conquer. You know what I mean? Right. They use that to keep you always split and divided and not having a full understanding of what's going on because your mind is focused on the opposite thing of what you should be focused on. That divide and conquer, I think, runs through the thread and the history of America. And as I, you know, I like to read, I like to look at things in history, and I'd like to see how sometimes 
history repeats itself, whether you want to admit it or not. Sometimes the actors change, but the play stays the same. Divide and conquer is a way to keep people separated. Okay, so let's create this scene for our listeners. You know, let's okay. let's go out on the front porch. Okay. Let's go out on the front porch. Let's sit down on the swing in the chair <laughs> on the front porch. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. let's have this open conversation because everyone knows that we do not rehearse. So let's have this right. open conversation that has to do with this conditioning or the distractions, the things that are impacting us that's keeping us from coming together. Now, you and I talked a little bit briefly earlier today, and you mentioned something about we're not able to focus on one thing. So give me your, your that conversation, your introduction into that. What did you mean by it? And, and so we can catch up. Well, you know, I was thinking the end of the year, I kind of assessed what I was doing during the year and what I can do better in the new year coming. But in the course of thinking about myself, I began to think about that today we do not have a common goal. Mm -hmm. And I realized coming out of slavery, we had a common, well, while in slavery, we had a common goal, which was to be free. That's true. You know, so everybody who was enslaved desired that common goal of freedom. That's true. So we got our freedom, and then we move forward in time, and then there's a common goal that centers around the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. So you see everybody has a common goal there, that they want to have equal footing and equal status with the rest of the American citizens. Mm -hmm. So that becomes a common goal. We want to have the same education, the same treatment that everyday people should have. Mm -hmm. That's a common goal. But then I looked at where we are today, and I found it hard to think of a common goal that we all share that connects us and keeps us focused on what we need to fight for. So would it be correct to say that we have the common goals, it's just that we've lost ground too? Those things that we have, that we had accomplished, we're still celebrating those same things as if they're new. We talked once before and I said, you know, we're still celebrating people going to college. It's not that it's not important to go to college, but we're still talking about college as if, as if it was something that was not attainable. It's attainable. But we're not talking about politics. We haven't moved into the political arena. Then you need, then you can start saying, hey, look, my son, my daughter, this person, my neighbor has become the senator, has become a, con- a congressperson, has become the president. It wouldn't be an anomaly to see someone accomplish those goals. Now, am I off key on this? No, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. I think as you're speaking, it makes me think education to some degree has also put a divide and conquer in our thinking. Mm -hmm. Because what it did was it said you can accomplish something on your own and you don't necessarily have to tie it to your community. Mm -hmm. And I think that split 
of yeah. I'm going to go out in the world and be professional and I'm going to make a lot of money separates us from the goal of bringing everyone in the community standards up. You see what I'm saying? Right. So I think we, in some ways, education, while it's affordable and open to all of us, it has left a gap in our thinking of what we need to do for the community. So we, we skirt the issue of doing things concretely for the community, and we put on, uh, I don't want to say fake, but we put on a semi-community-related uh, position that we take. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll say we're doing something for the community, but when you look at it and you break it down, the amount of effect that it has that is positive to the community becomes less and less. But even if it's positive, it can be part-time. Well, and, and the reason part-time. why I use part-time is because you can mm-hmm. have someone come in, some person who is affluent, and they can come in and say, for example, we have a basketball star that grew up here, okay? Mm-hmm. Went off to the NBA. Mm-hmm. And he comes to Columbus every summer. You don't see him during the winter. You don't see him during the fall. You don't see him during the spring. He comes every summer. And mm-hmm. he will put on a basketball clinic for the students maybe a week, maybe two weeks, and then he's gone. And if it's not basketball, then it might be a nonprofit or someone that's going to come in and have some large blow-up toys to play in the in the in the community, and then you you do that. They give you a hot dog, some potato chips, and then they leave for the day, not realizing that by the time you eat the hot dog and the potato chips and you start getting involved in all the activities, you're going right back to being hungry again. So, and I say part-time because we're really not reinforcing and we're not coming back. You're just doing something and with the best of intentions. And I'm not going to say it's not with the best of intentions. With the best of intentions, it's part-time. You're kind by saying part-time. I say superficial. Mm -hmm. Because part-time leads me to think that whatever you've done, you've had an impact that is lasting. Mm -hmm. Superficial is what you described. Mm -hmm. To come in and put on an event that's just good for the hour or the day, Mm -hmm. that has no lasting, meaningful effect to the community. In other words, it does not change anything long-term positive in the community. Mm -hmm. There was a time during the Civil Rights Movement that was a goal to change long-term. During the time of the Black Panthers, and I'm not saying that they are the best example, but they were doing things in the community to feed the community, protect the community. So they were looking to do things that were long-term. To come in and do one-day class on basketball, that's nice, but it doesn't have a long-term effect. And we need to move to areas where we're teaching our young children how to be leaders. So the one goal, 
The one goal that came out of slavery was to be free. That's right. Unfortunately, there were those who never saw freedom. They were born into slavery and they died during slavery because slavery lasted so long. So they were born into it and they died. And and that is a painful thing to even think about. It's a painful thing to even say. But at least you said that was one goal and that was to look forward to freedom. That's right. So they... So the majority uh, the majority of Africans in America were pursuing the same thing, praying for the same thing, wishing for the same thing, that they were going to receive freedom even if they had to run away from it, even if they had mm-hmm. to sacrifice, even if they had to mm-hmm. die or anything else. When we talked about getting education, a lot of the HBCUs, all of the HBCUs started, in most cases, out of a little shack. They weren't That's teaching right. college courses. They were just teaching basic reading, math, and some other trades. Mm-hmm. And it became an HBCU. Yep. But it was a common goal to become educated, to learn how to read. So whoever knew how to read, their goal was to teach someone else how to read. That's right. But we're, so they were we are too, along. we are too much of everything now. Well, that's a dividing conquer because okay. now you have so many things that you can look to be or do mm-hmm. that you don't focus on what's best for the community. Mm-hmm. We've become so individualized and specialized in our own individual pro- progress mm-hmm. that we don't think about the progress that is necessary to bring the entire community, the young community that's coming up behind us. We're not building those bridges so that they have ideas and, and, and desires and common goals. Can we even have an impact on the young people if they have been now fed and conditioned not to listen what listen to what we have to say and if they now have access to that computer that's going to tell them something different so do we do we even have the ability to do that because we can't even agree as adults what the common goal is well i think the ability and and the future will push us toward that as we see there is a a lack of understanding of what it means to be an american okay and, I, and when I talk about change, I am not talking about those who are already exposed and have already started to fight the, to f- follow that divide and conquer path. Mm-hmm. I am talking about the young ones, the ones who have yet to go to school, the ones that those are the ones that we need to instill in that you will be in this profession as opposed to playing basketball, football, mm-hmm. we, need, we need more doctors. We need more people in certain positions that will aid our communities. Because right now, when I look at the medical profession, white doctors do not know how to treat black bodies. Mm-hmm. We are more experimental tools than we are ones that they can treat. I agree. You know, um, so that's one thing. But I'm saying start with the pre-K and the, and the young ones who are going to school. 
that's the ones you have to start to work with. You cannot always work with the ones who have already made their mark in life and have decided that they want to be um, entrepreneurs or want to be rich on their own. Without, because really thinking about their own ability to succeed and not the ability of their people to succeed. We haven't done enough homework to teach them the importance of our people. There's a disconnect yeah. between the individual and the community. You and I have a relative that mm -hmm. is an ardent listener of Old School Thoughts. Yes, and that's do. Wylana. Mm -hmm. Now, you know Wylana. I've never met yeah. her before. But she's, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm claiming it tonight. I'm claiming it that she is my relative. Okay. Well, she knows it. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I brought her name up is because my, my, my question to you is, you and I are definitely big on old school thoughts. It's not mm -hmm. just a term. This is really a mission. And we are saying we're trying to leave this legacy behind. We're trying to leave some level of wisdom behind. Uh, mm -hmm. So when you talk to me about Wylana and what she says to you and how she conveys her message to you based on which episode she has listened to, I'm sitting on this front porch with you now, and I'm saying, Martha, what is the what is the the goal? What are we trying to do? How are we how are we going to get it across, and how are we going to leave this legacy behind? Mm-hmm. You know, we are leaving it behind. We don't realize it yet, but we are leaving it behind because when I speak to my niece. I hear her responses, and through those responses, I learn that she is thinking ahead. She's thinking about what she's going to teach her children. She is thinking about the world and the future. She's, she's nervous about the future hmm. that she sees America going toward. So she's collectively thinking of ways that she can improve the lives of her children. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, I love listening to her say that because that's quite a feat for someone who did not learn all of the things that we learned. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm proud of her for that. Same tr is true with Jarrett. Mm -hmm. Jarrett has expressed, and he's learning some of what we mean by old school. Mm -hmm. And he's learning and he's taking in some of the knowledge that the old school people taught us, mm -hmm. and he's seeing the value of it. We need to see the value of things. Not, and by seeing the value, then you place a higher value on yourself. And it comes through. Mm. When Walana tells me that she's making notes from our podcast, right. I'm impressed because that means she sees value in it. Has she ever explained to you what these notes are about? Why is she taking notes? Well, she's taking notes because a lot of what we talk about in terms of history and movement, she did not know growing up. Mm -hmm. 
she heard about things because you heard about things from the news. You remember it, but you didn't have any intimate conversations with anyone who participated. Mm-hmm. So I think she's become fascinated about the knowledge that we are imparting in our podcast that talk about, say, the diaspora, that give you pause to think about ancestry and how we have cousins that are connected, but we are not bonded. Mm -hmm. So she's taking notes about things that, uh, you know, have been things that she wondered about, but didn't have the answers for. Right. And she said, that's, those are notes that she wants to share with her children. How does that make you feel? I think it makes me feel proud of her. Mm-hmm. Proud of us because we are pointing out something of value, but proud of her for the open-mindedness, like I have the pride in, and Jared, of the open-mindedness to understand and focus beyond self to look at the bigger picture. You know, Frank, we always talk about why are we always found on the bottom rung across the world. And it's not only because of the racism, but it's also because we do not think on a higher rung. Right. We are complacent at being comfortable where we are. Mm-hmm. But that shouldn't be where we belong. We don't belong on the bottom of anything. That's conditioning. It is conditioning. That's conditioning because we've talked about it before, and I've told you mm-hmm. that I that I totally disagree with a lot of people who talk about things and they don't know what they're talking about when they begin to mm-hmm. say, this is where we belong because this is what happened in the Bible or this is what happened no way that you're supposed to be at the bottom. That would just always be poor people who are, are around you. Mm-hmm. And and part of that poverty doesn't necessarily have to mean something financial. That poverty be, can become something mentally that yes. you just don't develop yourself to learn anything, to want to know anything and you are impoverished and you're keeping yourself thinking that you belong at the bottom but yes. you can't put it on god and say that a loving god someone that you believe in is going to want you at the bottom no way right no way now, and so god didn't make slaves man did right so, you know, I agree. You cannot say that God wants you in this place. No, you can't. Not throughout he the world. Give you a brain to put you in this place. Not throughout the world. I mean, no. regardless of what we go throughout the diaspora, we're at the bottom. Now, if you yeah. say it, well, only in America, you know, only in South America, only in North America, only in Cuba, only if you would say only, that was, that's one thing. But this is regardless of where you go. Throughout yep. the diaspora, we're at the bottom. Because we refuse to see that other people are conditioned as well to keep us at the bottom. So, Martha, we've reached that point. 
Again. We reached that point, Martha. Close us out. Listen, to our listeners, we want to thank you for always <laughs> being there and listening to us. We seem to go through this so quickly. Yeah. But best of all, we're going to say we love you. We love you. And we're always going to ask you, in closing, to be good. And be good. <laughs>